Happy to be back with you. How are you, Ned? Everything's good. Glad to be back as well. Uh, it's been about two weeks since we had our last show. That's right. We both had, I guess we both had adventures in the same time, same town, just different times. Yeah, it's always like we just missed each other. Yes, we did. I got there on the uh, 8th, and I guess you had just left town yourself. Yes. Uh, it was uh, As I said, we were both in Vegas, folks, but I will say you warned me about Fremont Street, which is like the night of the walking dead out there. Yes, I did. I said to uh, at, at all possible costs, don't do Fremont. <laughs> if you could possibly help it, it's a place to visit very fast, brief, and keep it moving, people. Keep it moving. Yes, folks, do not... if, you are, if you're ever inside yourself in Vegas, don't go to Fremont Street after 1 a.m. Literally, it's The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. It's well. You have to think about it. It's it's the locals, the people who think that everybody on the strip is assholes, because that's the way they look at it. Oh, look at them! They all assholes on the strip. You know what? I'll take the resort area every time, every yeah, single maybe. time. I mean, I haven't even went down the Fremont. I think in the last three trips, because once you've seen it, you've seen it. You know, it's it's not like something brand new is gonna really pop up. And actually, you could let you could let me know. There were several of the smaller casinos they had closed down about a year or so ago. Are they still closed? Which casino? Like uh there's the Las Vegas Club at the end. Oh, I didn't walk too far. I okay. stopped basically where uh where the hell did I stop? Right at the I didn't go further than the Denny's, probably, okay. or the bar that you recommended. Okay, I'm talking the opposite direction. Oh, I didn't, I didn't walk down too far because it was one. When I first got there, I, I did a little walking, but I didn't walk all the way down. I think I, I didn't go all the way down to where the zip line stopped. <clears throat> oh wow! Then you didn't even make it half the block. No, I, I went like maybe three blocks and I turned around. But you did go to the Golden Nugget, I'm sure. Actually, no. I went what? to the D. Okay, the Golden Nugget might be actually the best hotel down there. Okay, yeah, I didn't go inside the Golden Nugget. I mean, you know, Golden Nugget at least has the name Golden Nugget, you know what I mean? Yeah, I should have actually went there because the D took a lot of my money. Yeah, yeah, well, you know what, I've, I've had some uh, decent times on uh, Fremont Street as far as winning. You know, I'm not a huge gambler. I won't say that I'm a huge gambler, but I do gamble. Yeah. You know, matter of fact, this year, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on Vegas. We can bounce back to it. But I actually had a lot of wins this year. Not big wins, but I had a lot of 125, 130, 140, 125. I mean, this was all the time, every day. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I would – I mean, I was spinning it like it came in, but a lot of times it was like you go out to dinner, and then as soon as we come from dinner, you say you spend seventy, eighty dollars on dinner. Then I make one hundred and twenty-six. I I got paid for dinner. Oh, that's pretty good. I didn't have that type of luck. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I would say that I probably easily made over twelve hundred dollars. 
Oh, that's pretty good. But, I would recommend people to go, if you're in Vegas and you hit the strip, check out Bobby Flay's Palace. Hmm. That was one of the best burgers I've had in a long time. Uh, probably ever. Okay, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Well, me personally, I'm going to say from personal experience, not because I ate there, but you could pass by Guy Fieri's place. And you say, why pass by Guy Fieri's place? Because on Friday morning, I was coming out of uh, the Lynx Hotel. Who's standing in the doorway? Bobby, I mean, uh, Guy Fieri. Oh, cool. Hey, Guy, how you doing? He looks at me like I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, that's tough. Hey, Guy, how you doing, man? You know, because he has his persona on TV. He's always slapping five. He loves every... I didn't ask for no picture. I didn't want no picture. I didn't want no autograph. I didn't want to touch him. I didn't want to bang knuckles. All I wanted him to do is say, I'm one of probably the only black people who watch that stupid-ass diners, drive-ins, and whatever. I don't watch it anymore. It's off my list, off my TV. Oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. You know, when you can't say a simple hello because you're too Hollywood... And then I noticed another thing. Maybe he's like a, um, you know, you know how some people, they, they like to fake one thing and then be another? Because mm-hmm. he didn't have a motherfucking drop of jewelry on. Not a drop. <laughs> and and Gaffieri's known for having on truck jewelry. You know, it, okay, one thing you got to at least give Mr. T. Mr. T wore that shit in Chicago, or New York, wherever he was, he wore his jewelry. Guy Fieri didn't have on a goddamn nothing. I was like, oh, Mr. Overgold with no gold on. That's just true. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I so, hate people to act like that. So I no longer support his business. So we had some things happen while we were gone. Did you ever get into the NBA Finals? Watched every, I watched almost every game besides, I think, game three. I was in Vegas. I missed like the first half, but i seen every game. I will say that I didn't watch shit of it. I watched game five. I was in Vegas, so we had a bar set up all day long. We knew that this is what we were going to do, go to the bar, hang out, watch the game. But the bar never got crowded. Oh, wow. So at halftime, we decided, you know what? We'll watch the game somewhere else. Actually went and ordered food, took it upstairs to the room, and finished the game up there. Okay. So the only game I seen was the last game, which I thought was a pretty good game. Yeah, that was actually a good game. Uh, yeah, that was probably the, uh, that was actually a really good game. Um, it could that game could have went anyway, but as as the Cavs, LeBron can't take a seat. Right, and when he does, <clears throat> here comes the other team. Yeah, even though J.R. Smith was hitting everything that night. Yeah, there was and one love point in the finals where. J.R. Smith had more fouls than he had points. And Love couldn't hit a damn thing. Two yeah, games is, in a row. Pretty sure Love is gone. Yeah, I would have to say so, too. Even though they just re-upped his contract, but I'm 100% sure he's he's gone. They did that to trade him. Yeah. Because uh, I, as far as I know, Cleveland has no money. They have so nothing. They, they have no money left. Right, so they have to make moves. The right? problem was LeBron wanted love, so you get what you ask for. Love has never proven – first of all, I don't think love ever made it to the playoffs before Cleveland. But love 
when you're the best player on a team, which he was the best player on Minnesota, he's going to put up his points. But now you're the, maybe the third best player on the team. You're playing in a different position. The ball's not always in your hand. So that 20 and 10 you used to average in Minnesota was going to drop when you came to Cleveland. And for some reason, it doesn't seem like – it looks like he needs to be a star of a team. He can't be the road guy. Mm. He can't be the Robin. Okay, so uh, NBA Finals is wrapped. So now sports fans, knock yourself in the head, finding things to do to get through summer to football season arrives. Well, I've been looking for new TV shows, and I've been all over the place lately. Okay. I've been watching like a mother. You do know that Orange is back. Orange. I know Orange is back, but my problem with Orange is I watched five seasons of Wentworth within like two and a half weeks. So you don't want to see no more women in jail? No, after watching Wentworth, Orange's New Black is like a cartoon to me. Okay, I got to get that. I got to try that. I actually found that recently. And it's I'm on going, Netflix. The first four seasons is on Netflix. If you have Netflix, if yes, not, I do. You can find it online. Yeah, but I the first four seasons on Netflix. Then you can find season five online. I, I I started watching Orange last yesterday afternoon. I seen episode one, so I still got twelve episodes to eat up. Yeah, I'm on episode five. I think of Orange. I just Orange to me is not portraying prison the way Wentworth portrays prison. Wentworth portrays prison as like, like a, I like to say like it's a down, smaller size of female version of Oz, okay. without all the nudity. Okay, yeah, well, you know Oz, you didn't have to see a lot of slong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't like seeing all that dick, but uh, you know <laughs> that's uh, that's just how it goes. Now I will say this: I am going to watch. I'm going to keep my eyes and my opinions open. To Claws. I like the uh, preview. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see it. I have to check it out. I don't even think I've seen the preview for that. Yeah. And I told you people before, F is for family. It came back season two. Season two was better than season one. This is a great cartoon. I added this it is, to my list to watch. <clears throat> you know, and actually, one of the things that's really good about the cartoon is the dog is a real dog. He does <laughs> not do? No, he does not do human activities. He does not talk. He does not bang human women. He's a dog. He shits in the corner. He pees. They have to walk him. And the family is crazy. It's just battle, battle, battle. This is not a this is not a feel good cartoon. This is shit that happens in life and it just happens to be a cartoon bringing it to you. Okay. So what, this isn't a kid's cartoon? You know what? No, there is a lot of cussing, a lot of F-bombs, a lot of, you know, you piece of shit. No, no. I, I'm not recommending three-year-olds sit with this. <laughs> you know, you got a five- or six-year-old, wait till they're 12, 13. And I might be jumping the gun then, too, because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know no better. But TV's kind of funny. Now, are we going to talk about something from TV? And you, you're going to have to enlighten me more. And I'll, I'll have a viewpoint, too. Bill, Wa- Bill Maher controversy with the N-word. I don't watch me? Bill Maher. Oh, go ahead. I watch Bill Maher every, every weekend. So I did watch. I had to I, I do my due diligence. I watched when Cube came in to kind of mm-hmm. dress him down. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I have a what what do you think of this? Me personally, I didn't have a problem with what Bill Maher said for it it's a joke that I actually used before. But I think I would have been more offended if Bill Maher was calling someone else that, but he right. was putting it on himself. So I had no problem with that. And then when Cube came on and said that, well, it's our word, I really don't believe that we can, as black people say, nigger is our word. We the only race that can use it. We have taken it back from white people. Then if it's like that, then no one should use the fucking word. Right. Well, you know, he's saying that if the only people who can use it is us because anybody else uses it as an insult. Now, here's my thing with the whole N-word controversy. And there's a lot of hypocrisy. I've been a Howard Sturd fan now. I am saying at least 27 to 30 years. 27 to 30 years. I've heard Howard Stern, out of his own mouth, use the N-word 50 times in these 30 years. Okay. Not one fucking time has anybody had the audacity, the balls, the gumption, the blackness, the social consciousness to call him out. Mm-hmm. Not one person. I don't give a damn how proactive the black person has been or how job the black person has been. And he's had a million black guests. Because when he puts on a song and if the song has got the word in it, he'd be humming along. Mm-hmm. And nobody says, Howard, you can't say that because he goes, I know what the fuck I can say. Yeah. And I, I, I don't mean it the way it means it. Mm-hmm. But the fucking song's got it, so I'm just repeating the lyric. See, okay, Bill, Bill stepped on some toes because people felt that they could stomp back. Maybe a guy like Howard, you can't, they figure, I can't battle this fucking guy. He's got four days a week, five hours a day to fight me back. Yeah. And he's vicious. He'll, you know, maybe they don't bother him because he's the type that'll bring your daughter that's a whore on his show <laughs> every day of the week. Yeah. You know, but I, I, I just think it's, uh, I think it's a lot of bullshit. Matter of fact, I had a conversation with a black white couple in Vegas about the N-word. And she said she would never, no matter how bad their argument got. See, because that's what we always say. That's when you, like, going for the juggler. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's a nigger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and, you know, and then we go the opposite. Well, she's a hunky or whatever. But, you know, uh, I don't like how much we throw the word around even amongst ourselves. Yeah, exactly. So you can't say, for a person like Ice Cube, you might use nigga and hoe and bitch in your song all the time. So then you can't complain when women say, I don't want to be called bitches, so you shouldn't use the word. That's our word. Only women can say bitch. Right, only a woman can call another woman a bitch. Now, if Bill Maher said, well, Ike, uh, Michael, uh, what's his name? If he would have said Mike Tyson's a house nigga, or oh Michael Dyson, called, yeah Michael Dyson. If he would have called another black person a house nigga, then I can see people being offended. But he said, yeah, he could have took a slap to the face. Yeah, he said the guy said something about working in the field, and he said, oh excuse me, I'm a house nigga. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know what? We're not going to erase, and let's let's put it to you this way. 
Look around. Look outside. Turn on your fucking TV. CNN, Fox. If the word went away tomorrow, does it change the plight of the people that's called nigger? It's not going to change nothing. Okay. I want to say, a few years ago, probably more than 10 years ago, Chris Rock had a special. It might have been bigger and blacker. When he addressed the word nigger, where he said, there are some niggas out there. There's black people, and then there's niggas. Listen, if you grew up where you grew up, and I grew up where I grew up, we've known too many of them. Yeah. And they're pro- the thing is, they're very proud to be. Yeah. You couldn't offend them if you had on a Ku Klux Klan outfit, under a Ku Klux Klan outfit, with a cross, and a burning uh, fucking, uh, what do you call that? Uh, a burning torch. And you sung a song, nigga, nigga, nigga. It, they'd be like dancing. Thank you. That's all yeah. I ever wanted to be. So when they finally fucking recognize, that's what I wanted to be. Now, we're going to move on. Listen, you kind of let on to me earlier today that you seen the hype movie. We got a black movie out there, people. Now, but before I, before I do that, I just want to say real briefly. We've added the Our World Show several places, people. We're on YouTube as Netboy and Doc. We're on SoundCloud, Our World. We're on Podomatic. It's Netboy, Doc, Our World, Podomatic. We're on Speaker.com, Netboy, Doc. I just wanted to you know, put that out there. Go check us out, any one of them. Prefer you go to the YouTube one and like, subscribe, and that type of thing. But listen to us on any of those platforms, okay? Yeah, I agree. So, Definitely check us out. The Icon movie is released, All Eyes on Me. If you don't know what that's about, that's Tupac's story. I have not seen it yet. Will I see it? Hell yeah. So enlighten the people. Uh, like I said earlier in my post, I'm not going to say if it was good or bad or decent. I'm just going to say, to me, Tupac was a legend. And the way the story was written, to me, it was as if they did do the character justice. You, 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 you looked as if he was conflicted in who he wanted to be and who he was. How he how he would probably would evolve more if he lived longer, but I will say it looks like someone went to Wikipedia and just hit all the high points and or just hit all those points. Okay. As a Tupac fan, I don't think you really learn anything that you didn't know already. Yeah, basically, maybe about the the '95 shooting, but it, everything's been out there already, so. I don't think you really learn anything new about this guy. I would have probably dove more into his upbringing, his sister, uh, his relationship with his sister. I think she might have been in the movie for like five minutes. He had a brother. He had a brother that they never mentioned. Who actually, a brother that we see all the time now. You know? I just think they should have went more to that. More than what 
was the concept in writing certain songs. Like they didn't get into hit 'em up. It was it was mentioned, but I guess they left it up to the viewer to figure out why he wrote that song. Okay, there is a question that you can answer without giving anything away about the movie. Yeah. Just thought about it. Please tell me that Tupac Shakur's real music was able to be used in his film and not some. Oh, yes, they got, they got all, his music, all his music. They got the music from Digital Underground cleared, and they even got the Who Shot You cleared. So everything okay. is legit song. Yeah, now, that's at least a positive. Yeah, the music in the the music in the show was great, but it's not. To me, I don't think the movie's on is going to be on the straight out of Compton level. I'm, mm. I might have to watch it again, uh, maybe at home to see, to 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 really look at it again. I thought two hours and twenty minutes was a good time frame for the movie, but I I really think that the second act was better. Okay, you know what? It's kind of funny how. Coming from Vegas, everything kind of goes back to Vegas with me this week. I haven't even been home two days yet. Okay. Monday night, this Monday night, I was in Planet Hollywood with my wife. We were at a bar. I look over. There's a very pregnant woman at a bar. So that's going to hold your attention, especially since she had a bippy shirt on and her big fucking belly's out, right? Yep. But I look up. Who is she with? She's fucking with Tupac. <laughs> I'm talking about this fucking clown down to the earring in the nose, a fake ass uh, death row medallion and chain on. Oh my God. The, you know, that uh, Carhartt type suit that they like to wear just with no <laughs> sleeves, no tattoos though. Uh, he didn't take, either, now, this is not, I know for a fact this isn't a dude who goes out in the street and takes pictures. You could tell he wasn't. Okay. He is, because he had a mustache, a goatee, and a baldy, and a little pointy nose, somebody told him at some point he looked like Tupac. So now the, this fucking guy's running around, and some idiots are probably walking around. I told you Tupac was alive. He's over there. <laughs> he got a tattoo laser off. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Oh, Cra- God. Okay. So another, let, let, let's just real briefly talk about this. The Cosby trial. This fucking thing is deadlocked for the fifth day. I'm wondering when is this judge going to call it? Uh, I think they really want Cosby. They really want Cosby. I think they're going to give him until Monday. If not Monday, then later on today. They'll, they'll declare mistrial. Yeah, but you know what? I, they, they, I, if, if anything, if it's deadlock like this, it could be, we don't know. It could be four people that you have to convince to go one way or another, and yeah. that might never happen. Yeah, but my thing is you also don't want, even say if it's one person, you don't want, because they're, they're um, what do they call it when they sequestered? Yeah, and they've been sequestered the whole time. Yeah, so you don't want, to keep saying, okay, we're going to extend the deliberations. And then if it's one person holding out, he's going to be like, fuck it, I'm going to just go change my mind because I need to get out of here. Yeah, they've been sequestered, you might as well say, two weeks. Since the beginning, I don't know why since the beginning of the trial they've been sequestered. 
I think they thought that it would be much more television coverage. Yeah, I just read six minutes ago that the judge rejected a, a mistrial again, sends the jury back to delivery. Oh man, just I don't I don't know how many times we very very rarely ever heard of a judge four days in a row doing this because it costs the state money. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they don't want to retry. the question till Monday. To, oh, see, now they're going to do it over the weekend. Now, if you really think about it, if they do that, if he does that, he's saying basically for the prosecution that we're not going to retry this shit. So if this is the way it ends, we're not retrying it because it's going to cost us money. Yeah, but he's also, if they come back with a guilty verdict, he's also giving Cosby defense attorney reasons to appeal. Oh, well, it's going to be an appeal either way. Here's the thing. Bill's got money to appeal for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah. That's the difference. They remand him to jail while you appeal. And you know what? A case like this, I doubt it. I mean, unless he's got the shittiest attorneys, you know, I I really doubt it. I really doubt it. So we we have a shooting. I guess this was uh, Wednesday morning. Yeah. you know, the White House uh, reps are out there practicing softball. And this Steve Scalise gets shot. I thought the dude was only shot in the hip. Why is he still – why is he in critical condition from being shot in the hip? Unless they no, lied like, to us. There was no – supposedly there was no exit wound for the bullet, and it caused a lot of internal damage. Mm. Now, I'm going to say one thing. This is a tragedy. I don't give a damn if it's Republican. I think anybody should be able to go out on a fucking baseball field and not get shot up. Yeah, I That's agree. Just me. I would say that I think that this, this, uh, we reached a boiling point in now Congress, and something like this was bound to happen eventually. Well, listen, they, the, the, it's fertile to breathe this type of shit. I'm not going to argue that. Okay. Yeah. This society is going to breed these type of people over and over and over and over again. But here's the thing. They are lucky this John Hodgkinson was obviously not a great shot because it could have been a, it could have been a massacre. Do you know today we would have had our, our politics. We think shit is, is in disarray now. Could you imagine if he killed 30 of them? Yeah, that would have been insane. That would have been insane. But this is what I don't like about this country. Everyone's with unity right now. Unity, unity, unity. Our Congress hasn't been unified in nine years now. Yeah, they're not, they haven't unified, unilaterally done anything for us, the people, their constituents. Yeah, so I'm 100% sure in a month or so, I'm giving it a month, and that's probably too long, it's going to be regular back to politics in a month. Yeah, yeah, this is, you know, that's for television. That's for the cameras. How could you be like, fuck Steve? That's what you said Monday, Wednesday afternoon. I'm praying for Steve. Yeah, I think they just had, I don't want to, uh, this is just speculative on the guy's name, but they did they, they, they did say this quote. I think it was Steve King who says Obama had to take blame for this, some blame for this. Uh, listen, 18 months of Agent Orange riling people up and that has something to do with obama who's not even in office <laughs> they don't want to blame obama for everything you know what if you if you eat 
some bad meat and get diarrhea. Is that Obama's fault? <laughs> They're going to say, well, it was under Obama policy that, that sent that meat out to that market. Yeah. You got the runs, the mud buddy, mud bucket belly, <laughs> and it's Obama's was, fault. He didn't cook it. He didn't buy the meat, and he didn't shop in the fucking store. You gotta be they're literally trying to wipe the man away from history. Trump has a, a speech later on today in Miami uh, rolling back some of the restrictions on Cuba. Oh, the ones that Obama wanted to try to lift? Yeah, that Obama lifted, Trump was going to roll some back. But we all know, it seems like that's all Trump's in office to do because this divorce, dumbass divorce, she, oh, she's, she just hit the students with their student loans taking away... Uh, some of the uh, benefits. Yep. You know, it's, in other words, our policy, that's why he never ran on a policy. If you remember his uh, campaign, it was no policy. So his policy is, I'll just reverse everything the black guy did. Yep. But it's dumb. I mean, some of those things they put in effect for student loans was to help the students. Like, there was more competition for student loans that way it lowers your interest rate. Now, she's monopolizing the student loans again, where there's only going to be allowed one uh, loan, one loaner to lend money. So now you can come up with any form of interest rate you want. Competition is always better. Yes, yes. And, and you know, one thing that I'm glad, I'm not, I'm glad because it's not just brown and light brown people who feel the effects of this administration. And this shit just started, people. It's only been five months. Yep. The poor, pale person feels this shit too. Yeah, even the middle class. And uh, see, uh, it's like they're only supporting the rich right now. And, and what they're doing is they're kicking themselves in the ass saying, we didn't think that we was going to... No, you didn't think. That's the problem. You didn't think... So we all suffer because you didn't think. Yeah, it's 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 really in, it's really getting to a point. I feel like he's been president like two two three years now. That's how much media coverage he he's had so far. And then he does something. He gives the da ha da moment of the fucking century. I'm under investigation. You fucking. We all know you're under investigation. Yeah, we all know that already. You you know you can deny it if you want. We know, and you should. Matter of fact, you're not the only fucker who should be under investigation. The NFL should be under investigation right now. NFL should be 100 percent under some form of investigation. This doesn't make any sense. You got clowns. You got clown quarterbacks getting signed, and Colin Kaepernick. Just two or three years removed from playing in a Super Bowl. The man played in a fucking Super Bowl for the 49ers. He didn't, somebody didn't lead the team there, and then he got, they got injured. He, he took over that team from Alex Smith and drove them to the Super Bowl. This is a guy who could be, okay, forget, there are teams that need backups, and you got Geno Smith and Josh McNall, McCow. Austin Davis, who wasn't even, who, who Colin Kaepernick played. Probably more games than he played ever in in, in his life. Time he just got signed to Seattle as a backup. This is ridiculous. I mean, actually, it's to the point where it's we know it's blacklisting. 
Exactly. NFL has had murderers. They've had attempted murderers. Drunk drivers who actually murdered someone well, with their car. <laughs> wife had, batterers. Yeah. Wife beaters, kid beaters, dog killers. Drug dealers. But if a guy needs in a peaceful protest, he didn't ask anybody else, hey, I need y'all to do this with me. Yeah, I'm going to sit over here and kneel on the national anthem. Which is no rule in in NFL rule book to say you have to stand for the national anthem. Now I would like to hear. I'm wondering why we're not hearing more outrage from black people in the know. Black people. Yeah, the only have, one I've heard from so far in the NFL who's been very vocal is Michael Bennett. And you know what though, Bennett Bennett, I wish would have said something while. Cap was being looked at by Seattle and maybe to put more pressure on him by saying, Oh, I'm glad we got him in here. Maybe we sign him. See, he, well, he said a- that he Bennett said that he actually thought that Seattle was going to pick up Kaepernick. And at the last minute they signed the Davis guy. Hmm. And he was like, what the fuck? First off, Kaepernick said technically be on a team that, needed a starting quarterback. Like, okay, starting quarterback, that that was potential. But you mean to tell me he can't get a number two spot? Yeah, or even on a team like the Browns or the Jets, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and the Giants owner came out and said that he's gotten a lot of, he's seen a lot of emails of people saying that they will uh, boycott or there'll be a lot of backlash if you sign Kaepernick. And I'm, you fans? know what? I got something to say on that. Usually the Maras and the Tish are very uh, upstanding kind of guys. Yeah. And they don't take troublemakers on their team. But I'm called bullshit. How many billionaires are reading emails from non-billionaires? Yeah. Billionaires don't even read millionaires' emails. They be like them broke motherfuckers. Get out of here. The Jets signed Tim Tebow for, for uh, press. Mm-hmm. Pretty much press. So you mean to tell me you couldn't take a chance on Kaepernick? Yeah, Tim Tebow had a good year, one year in the league, and his numbers weren't that great. They just had an awesome defense. Yeah, it, and it was some it was some fluky shit that happened that he won a couple of games. Yeah, but you know what? It it they need to be called out. The commissioner needs for the commissioner to sit back and pretend that there's not a blacklist. Matter of fact, you know there are black union president, uh, players, reps. All of them should say something. They don't have to be Kaepernick's friend. They don't even have to agree with what Kaepernick did. But basically, that league just said, shut the fuck up and go with the flow. If not, get out. I would like to see all, I'm going to say the black quarterback, skip a game. Even if it's preseason, we ain't playing. Take a stand. Yes, you know what? This is is definitely a time, especially in this climate. You know what? Yeah, because this could be you next year. This could be you next year. You have no say in this league. No, it is. The first time you piss us off, we will get together. Because don't forget the president, I mean, not the president, the owners all have what you might as well say, owners meetings, which means nobody else is there but the 32 bosses. Yep. And whatever they say fucking goes, especially because it's behind closed doors. Yeah, so if all the players, well, not say all the players, let's say black quarterbacks, black wide receivers. There's a lot of black wide receivers. Say, 
we're not going to play if the, if this guy remains blacklisted. Then they'll have to come up with something. That is true. Now, here's something. I'm sure most of America, and I will be there August 26th, like every other knucklehead, that Saturday night watching this fight. I'm not paying for it. Either am I. But Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor is going to do more damage than almost Trump right now. Conor, at some point or another, I don't know if they have any kind of uh, uh, clause in his contract as far as, like, say he goes overboard and just out and out at one of these press conferences calls, you fucking nigga. <laughs> because I see Conor going there, you monkey. You, yeah, you, you mean, ape. It's great, for, it's great promotion. Okay, it's great for promotion. But I see Conor crossing the racial line. Cause, well, can you can he, can you think he could cross the racial line? Cause I don't think racism like that exists in Ireland. He been he knows he knows Connor's no fool. He knows. Oh yeah, he what. definitely knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not he forget. He knows how to sell a fight too. Okay, there might be only twenty-seven black people in Ireland, but <laughs> there are there are several million in England. Yeah. And he spends a lot of time in England. He can't play ignorant. If he looks over at Floyd and say, you ugly ape. See, now they already put a clause in his contract. If he kicks Floyd, not only is he liable, Floyd could sue him for any damages. Suppose Floyd says, okay, I'll make a $200 million this fight. And I had a potential fight with, uh, what's his name, Pacquiao, a rematch for yeah. $50 million. I'm suing you for fucking $50 because you damaged my leg. So they already put that in the contract. Like, if he forgets himself and throws an elbow, a knee, he will lose a chunk of that money. But here's the thing with Connor that I don't like, and I want to respect him and I want to like him, but I can't like a person who only lies. Connor is not saying anything that's truthful. What uh, do you mean? I don't, post, post pre fight? Yeah, basically. I don't need Floyd. Floyd needs me. Oh. Uh, do you know this fucking guy I said the other day? I'm taking a pay cut taking this fight. I mean, come on, Connor. <laughs> Connor, your whole net worth is not $100 million. And you're saying you're taking a pay, I'm taking a pay cut doing this. I mean, see, he's just saying stupid shit. So now you got to go, come on, man. What are you saying? And, and, and. I yeah, might be the greatest. He has a puncher's chance. I might ha I might be the greatest boxer who ever lived. I mean, he just disrespects everything. Uh, I I'm also the greatest shit talker. Oh no, man, we've had some great shit talkers in this country. Connor, your stuff is only one. Matter of fact, you couldn't go to any street corner in America and outrank the worst ranker. Yeah, I think Connor, in his head, is the Vince McMahon of the sports world. But you know what? I would like to, if any of it, see, jokes Jokes are supposed to have a certain degree of truth to them, and that's what makes them really funny. Yeah. But when it's just outlandish lies, like I could tell a joke about me and a fucking dinosaur, but I'm going to sound stupid telling a joke about a dinosaur and me. Yep. But if it was the same joke about me and a dog, it might make more sense. You know? 
Yeah, Connor is like uh, you know Mike Tyson became at the end of his career when he was like, I will eat your children. Yeah, I'll bite uh, your ears off. Oh, matter of fact, yeah. I, I think I think Mike Tyson actually threatened to rape a man on national television. Yeah, I think he said, shut up before I rape you or fuck you in the ass or something like that. Yeah, I'll fuck you till you love me. You know, to paraphrase you, you don't invite a man to any of your private parts. Yeah. <laughs> you've crossed a you've crossed a line. Matter of fact, speaking about that, like I said, everything in my mind goes right back to Vegas because I'm so fresh there. When you went through uh, TSA, I'm not saying the New York side, but the Vegas side. Did they make you take your uh, your uh, laptop and everything out of? Um, did you bring your tablet? No, I did, but you know, I told you that I have the pre TSA now, so I can leave all that stuff in my bag and walk right through. Well, I don't I, have to take my shoes off or anything. New uh, North Carolina side, I didn't have to take my tablets out of my bag. Okay. Vegas, a whole different ball game. They want you to remove anything bigger than the cell phone. Oh well. So I take it out. I go through. TSA agent calls me over. Calls me over. I go through. You know, hands above head. I go over to him. He says, "I'm going to pat you down." I said, I don't give a fuck. And that's exactly how I told him. What the fuck out there? Pat me down. <laughs> Do I need to take you to a room? I was like, no, motherfucker. You're going to pat me down right here where I'm standing. <laughs> this dude, I'm sure you've seen a YouTube video of the little boy look like he's sexually harassed. Yeah, yeah. This fucking guy sexually harassed me in front of maybe a, a thousand people. Oh, my God. I meant he was in my, all up in my junk, my ass, my leg. Front pad, back pad, side pad. I mean, this shit went on for like three or four minutes. Oh, my God. My wife was looking over going, what the fuck is... I mean, he went through my band. I thought he was going... I said, hey, is this guy going to try to put his thumb in my ass? <laughs> I said, that's the only thing he's not doing. <laughs> Fucking... I said, this is crazy. Did you set off some alarm or something? Or not at all. Ready? And you know what? I didn't even have a piece of paper in my pocket. When they said to act our rules, I had the shoes off, stuffing my my stuff in the in the bins. He just calls me up. Then he wipes my fingers, and then he calls a cop, officer oh. such and such. <laughs> then he puts the thing across my fingers, takes that, tells me stand there and wait. He walks away, puts it to another machine. It was like you know, I was like, is it my big ass beard? I got a big you know, hillbilly beard. <laughs> I said, is that something wrong? With how many how many hillbilly Muslims have you ever seen? You know, how many Muslim guys you ever seen with this many tattoos? Matter of fact, I've never seen a Muslim dude with two sleeves. Yeah. I don't even think they supposed to have tattoos, bro. Yeah, and then this fucking guy, man, he rubbed me. I thought he was gonna come when he asked me, Do I need to take you to a room? I was like, Fuck no. First of all, my wallet and everything's on that fucking uh conveyor belt. I don't wanna get separated from that, my bag. Do what you got to do to me right here and now. Forget that, my friend. You know? He wanted to get you alone. Oh, I see him that way. That's what she asked me. <laughs> hey, I, I just want to, before we get out of here, I just got a couple of funny tidbits from, uh, okay, I talked about uh, Tupac with the pregnant chick, and now I talked about getting a fucking TSA agent. And I was in O'Shea's on Saturday night. Having a couple okay. of drinks. A guy sides up next to me. He's kind of drunk. He starts asking me about E40. And 
I say, I'm an East Coaster, man. We don't really give a fuck about E-40 on the East Coast. So the guy tells me probably a lie. It's my birthday, so I buy him a beer. The next thing I know, we're surrounded by security. And they're just like, sir, is he balling? I was like, no, no, he's not, I can handle this fucking guy. He's drunk. They was like, oh, man, we're going to get him off your hand. Next thing I know, they was getting homeboy out of there. <laughs> oh, you know? Man. They was getting his ass... Oh, and this is, I have to say this one. I, I had a very interesting trip when it came to other people. Me and my wife were going up from partying all night. This might have been Sunday night. And we look over and we see something in a chair right before our elevator bank. And it looks like a pile. My wife says, that's a young lady sleeping there. I can't go upstairs until I find out what's the deal with this young lady. So we wake her up. We talked to her for a minute. She's like, no, I don't want you to get security or nothing like that. I'll be fine. Then I go, I noticed something. I was like, where the fuck are your shoes? She had no shoes on. She was well-dressed with no shoes, no purse. She said, they're up in the room. I said, why would you leave your stuff up in the room? Because the man that I'm with up there is going to kill me if I go back upstairs. Oh, damn. She didn't want to get security? No. So my wife goes like that. She says, you see this man right here? We've been together 21 years. He's never touched me. And that's the way it's supposed to be for all of us. It's not like he's special. It's just he, he just not what you're supposed to do. So we finally wore her down where I went and got security because we couldn't leave this. She actually lived in Seattle, Washington. I let her use my phone. But I, obviously her parents are pissed at her or something because they refused to answer the fucking phone because they probably told her to stay away from this man, because she said, I've had him arrested before, and then I don't press charges. But now he's choking you to fucking death up in a hotel room in Vegas. It's just weird, man. I was like, that, And I had, I just kept having experiences and experiences and experiences like this there. But I think that was one of my good ones there. Yeah. We couldn't let her, you know, we just couldn't let that happen. Because I was, I was like, you know what? How am I going to go upstairs and enjoy a meal? I've been having a great night partying, and I'm going to leave this little woman. Because she said, you know what? I said, is he a pimp? She was like, I don't even know what a pimp is. She was like from Vietnam or some shit. Oh, man. I said, a pimp is a guy who makes a woman do things she doesn't want to do for money. She was like, no. But she said, you know what? A black guy and a white guy, they come by here early and offer me money to go up to the room with them. And I was like, see, that's what we're trying to save you for. Because as the night gets longer and you stay here, some guy might just say, fuck it, and grab you only 110 pounds. Yeah, yeah. Take advantage of you. Yeah, yeah. You and she would have been at. easy to take advantage. Matter of fact, she had been sitting down there so fucking long, her mouth was dried out. Oh. So we had to give her our waters. That's crazy. Yeah, poor thing. But, you know, shit like that happens. That is a, it's a crazy world. Vegas is not immune to any of that nuttiness. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's 100%. I hey, would people, say one thing before we go. There's a big UFC weekend coming up, too. Oh, wait. Wait, is this a pay-per-view weekend? Uh, It's not a pay-per-view, but it's one of those UFC um, fight pass oh, fight. weekends. Yeah, uh, yeah. Beth Cohea is fighting Holly Holmes. I love to see the women get down, man. Oh, that should be a good one. Yes. Oh, those those. Oh wait, two are while we talk about the UFC, what do you think about the lady who beat Holly Holm for the for the new title, the new 
weight class title. What is the woman's, not bantamweight, the one above it? Oh, Katarina? Yeah, she doesn't want to fight Cybo, so she's like, I'm going back down to bantamweight. Well, see, you know what? I'm going to keep it short on this because I want to kind of wrap it up. This is what makes what Dana said the other day at Stephen A. and Max and none of the rest of them will call him out. But as a UFC fan, I'm going to call them all out on it. He's saying that boxing is bullshit because they don't give the fans the fight that they want when they want. The UFC has not been giving the fans the fight they want when they want for over a year now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's supposed to pull rank on her right now. No, you cannot move down. Think about it. How many champions are not defending their titles in the UFC right now? Yeah. You win this title, and now you run away. This is your money fight. Yeah, they don't want it. They they uh, they want to protect their record. Yeah, Bixman. He's supposed to be fighting Romero. All of a sudden, he's injured, and instead of fighting Romero, this Robert Patterson from Australia comes in out of nowhere. He's fighting. Yeah. I'm watching it. UFC, uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Cody's supposed to be fighting TJ Dillashaw. Fucking Cody's injured. So now Dillashaw's got to fight some other strange guy for the title. And each time, now the champ can always come back at a later date and be like, nobody's ever beat me for my belt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I think it's fucked up that John Jones is able to walk around with a belt. He lost the title because he was fucked up. I don't care if he didn't get beat in the ring. I don't think that once you get stripped of a title, you should be allowed to walk around with one like you're the honorable champ. Oh, yeah. No, they, they don't take the title <clears throat> unless he don't turn it in. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's that's like a, uh, what do you call it? It's like a trophy. Yeah. You get, that's your trophy at home. But you know what? You shouldn't be allowed to be in any promotion pictures with it or anything. It cheapens what the dude who now wins it or the female who now wins it because it's like uh, Ronda. Say Ronda comes back. I want to fight. And she decides to fight Amanda Nudez for the title. And the ho- whole time, Ronda's walking around with her belt on. <laughs> <laughs> Does it make any sense? No. Yeah, I don't make any sense. Hey, Ned, I don't know if you need me to help you out here, but let's wrap this up, man. As always, folks, <clears throat> as we said earlier, you could find us on uh, YouTube. SoundCloud, Facebook, all forms of social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we want you to get subscribed to the YouTube page. That's going to be our main page, so please subscribe at Netboy Doc. And you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Netboy Doc. Yes, people, it's been real as always. You have a blessed one. And like I always like to tell you, peace.